Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. As we turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, from verse 1 or verse 1 and 2, written this manner if it has been found. 
For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. And a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Are you here this morning? Yeah. All right. Let's read Job 14, verse 1. Job 14th chapter, from verse 1 until verse 5. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days. And full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower, and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow, and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such an one? And bringest me into judgment with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Brother Mafagaza, as you bless the reading of the weight. As we pray for the word, Almighty God, we just want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for this precious morning, Father. Thank you. We know, dear God, there's no scripture that is of private interpretation, Lord. Exactly. We pray, Father, that you come and anoint this word so that it can be life in the hearts of the believers. Mm. We pray that, Lord Jesus, you bless our pastor as he lays it so far aside and let the Holy Ghost speak to the people. Mm. We pray for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Bless you. Amen. As you take your seats for a few minutes. Quite a cold morning. Amen. Brother Mutawi is just there to work. Amen. Now, this morning I want to speak about the rope of flesh. The rope? The rope of? Amen. You are with me this morning, church. The rope of flesh. That's what I, I want to speak about. I'm glad that you sang a song, Rock of Ages, left for me, and reminds me of another song that I love. This I'm thinking of friends whom I used to know, who lived and suffered in this world below, but they've gone off to heaven. 
but I want to know what they are doing there now. There is some whose hearts were burdened with care. They paid for their moment with fighting and tears, but they clung to the cross, trembling in fear. But what are they doing there now? There are some whose bodies were full of diseases. Physicians and doctors couldn't give them much ease, but they suffered till death brought them a final release. But what are they doing there now? There are some who were poor and often despised. They looked up to heaven with tear-blinded eyes, while people were heedless and deaf to their cries. But what are they doing there now? Amen. Amen. This is a, a poet that was wondering what are they doing on the other side. I want to speak about the rope of flesh. When we speak about a rope, it means it's something that you put on and you can take it off. Hallelujah. Uh, the Bible says, in the beginning was the weight, the weight was with God, and the weight was God, and the weight was made flesh and dwelt among us. So in the beginning as well, Brother Promise, there was a time when we can say, in the beginning was Brother Promise, Brother Promise was with God, and Brother Promise was in God, and Brother Promise was made flesh. Amen. If you were made flesh, there will come a time where you will not be flesh. Because you were made flesh. Flesh is not eternal. Flesh is time. How many agree with me that flesh is not eternal? Flesh is time. I somewhat in recent weeks I heard of people that died and left this planet unexpectedly so. It used to be that people would expect somebody to be sick for a month, six months, a year, but these days people in no time, the person just goes to sleep and die in their sleep. Then off they go. And it leaves the family with many unanswered questions. This person was not sick. This person never complained of any ailment, but they are gone. One moment you are happy, the next moment you are planning a funeral, which tells you about the permanency of death with us. Hallelujah. As we preach here, I believe that there would come a time where we would come to this church for the last time. And then we would sing a song for the last time, read a scripture for the last time, hear a sermon for the last time, pray a prayer for the last time, and you'll be gone and your soul will roll into eternity. Hallelujah. We, we, are, not, we, are, we are just pilgrims here. We are just passing by. Are you with me? So I want to speak about this rope of flesh. Because Paul says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this 
we groan. Do you believe that we groan in this? Hallelujah. Uh, It's just a a vicious cycle. You you are in this constant battle. Even when you say you are healthy, you can't be healthy all the year long. Uh, One moment you attend to this, the next moment you attend to that, which is somewhat is God conscientizing you to the fragility of this life. This life is way too fragile, and it can be blown away at any time. Hallelujah. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is, in, uh, which is from heaven. Now, the prophet of God says in the message, I am the resurrection and life, paragraph 4. He says, no matter how prepared we are for it, it's death. No matter how prepared we are for it, it's always an unwelcome guest that's sure to come to every home. And he says, it's heartless. You know why it's heartless? It's because it does not negotiate with anyone. You know, you can't tell death in this family, this person is the only graduate. And he just started working this month. He's the hope of the family. You can't negotiate with death. It strikes when you least expect. And Brother Woman says, it's it's like, it's, it's always an unwelcome guest. But it's sure to come to every home. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm speaking about the robe of flesh. Hallelujah. And sometimes we think we are prepared for it, but we are not prepared for it. And as you prepare for it, because there are logistical things that you need to put in place to be prepared for it, funeral cover, life cover, all those things. But don't forget you are a soul. You can prepare for the burial of the body, but be ill-prepared for the departure of the soul from the body. And many times I wonder, how many times have we seen expensive caskets being lowered by the people that that were in those bodies that are in those caskets, we don't know where they have gone. Are you with me this morning? Now, Brother Roman says in the message of faith, he says, so you got your own, this is for the believers, you've got your own resurrection inside of you. Your resurrection lays inside of you in your spirit. Are you with me? Uh, And this morning I can ask, do you have the power of the resurrection in you? This is a question that the pastor cannot answer. You've got to answer. Do you have the power of the resurrection within you this morning as we speak? It's not something that you, you need to wonder about. It's something that you've got to be certain about. And show about that in me I have the resurrection. And we will carry, we'll show you as we move along. Amen. 
Now, this was uh, D.L. Moody. I loved this quotation from him. He says, someday you'll read in the papers that D.L. Moody of East, East Northfield is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? At that moment, I shall be more alive than I am now. I shall have gone up higher. That is all. Out of this old clay tenement into a house that is immortal. A body that death cannot touch. That sin cannot taint. A body fashioned like unto his glorious body. And he says, I was born of the flesh in 1837. I was born of the spirit in 1856. That which is of the flesh may die. That which is of born of the spirit will live forever. Amen. That's why Job says, a man that is born of a woman is off but a few days. And his days are full of trouble. Yes. But there is a man that is born by a man. There is a man that is born by a woman who shall die. And there is a man that is born by a man that shall never die. And this morning, as, uh, as D.L. Moody says, I was born of the Spirit in 1856. I like it, he says, that which is born of the flesh may die or will certainly die. But that which is born of the Spirit shall live forever. This morning, that's why you've got to be born again. Are you with me this morning? Now, when we come to church, and sometimes when you hear, maybe during funeral ceremony or during funeral processions, it always breaks my heart how one will die from faith, church, and anything associated with God. But at the point of death, everybody tries to associate them with worship, with faith, with church. Have you seen that? A guy has never been to church, but how he's spoken about is like he was a churchman or he was like a church woman. And speaker after speaker become disparate to bring proximity of this individual to heaven. And they try to trace their last statements that somewhat can comfort the family that this person is in heaven. And I realize that people have got hope in heaven at the point of death than having hope in God of heaven during their time of life. Somebody has heard what I said. Are you with me this morning? Now, when we are here in church this morning, what is the purpose? We have soldiered on the freezing uh, beginning of winter months, but here we are in church. What purpose? In the message testimony, paragraph 26, The prophet says, this church was put here for a purpose. There is a spirit behind this church. Certainly, spirit behind your home. 
behind every building, behind everything, there is a spirit, motive, and objective. This church comes here, if this church comes here to greatly exalt some human system or something, then its motives is not right. But if it's put here to try to achieve something for the kingdom of God, then the motive and the objective both is right if the motive is directed that way. So we can gather here to exalt human system would have failed in the purpose of the church being here. But if it is here to to try to achieve something for the kingdom of God, then the motive and the objective would be right if it is pointed that way. This morning, the reason we came to church is because we need to tell you that there is a heaven to go to. And in the same vein, we need to tell you there is a hell to go to. And we need to tell you the choice is yours. The, 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 this is, this is the, the sole purpose of a church. To help you to make a choice based on your eternal destination. It is to remind you of your fragility. That you were born and your days are appointed. And are determined. And you cannot go beyond those bonds. And when your cart is called out, irrespective of your age, irrespective of your class, irrespective of your background, you're going. And uh, when, when you depart from this body, you had much better be sure of who you were when you were in this body. Because what you were in the body determines your destination. Death does not change a person. Death changes a dwelling place. You die being a believer, you will remain a believer on the other side. You die being an unbeliever, you remain an unbeliever on the other side. Does somebody get what I'm going? Hope we are together. Now, in the message, who is this Melchizedek? Paragraph 76. He says, Now, this body is subject to the spirit. This refers to a believer. And if you are not a believer, this body is subject to a spirit with a small s. This body is subject to the spirit. Have not yet entered into the weight form. The body has not yet entered into the weight form. That's why being a believer you get sick. Being a believer you die. Because the body has not entered the weight form. But yet this body is subject to the spirit. Are you still with me? And it says, but we are still in the flesh form, but subject to the weight. Death in the flesh will take us there. So you, you are in this flesh, a robe of flesh, but you are subject to the spirit. Because you have not yet entered into the weight form. 
we are still in the flesh form. Hallelujah. But being in the flesh form as a believer, you must be subjected to the weight. And when you are subject to the weight, when death hits your flesh, it takes you to the weight form. Hallelujah. From flesh form to the weight form. Hallelujah. From a terrestrial to a theophany. Because a believer has got another body. I hope we are together here. Now, let's come to this one. This individual asked Brother Brenham a question, and we've preached this on this many times in this church. What difference is there between body, soul, and spirit? Hallelujah. Let's hear what the prophet says. He says, the body is the flesh that you look at. And anything that you look at is temporal. And it it says, the body is the flesh that you look at, that must rot. Maybe let me remind you, your body will rot. Uh, And and the worms that will eat your body are already in your flesh. You don't meet them in the grave. They are already in your flesh as we speak right now. I hope we are together. What makes them not to have power to take over you is because God's spirit is still in you. I'm going to show you because you are a triune being. You are a body, spirit, and soul. And these two, the three, when they are together, there is no worm that can eat your body. But as soon as they they disintegrate, the soul lives, the spirit lives, and the body remains alone, then death sets in. He says, it was born by sexual desire of your mother and father, and ma- ma- father and mother. It must, it must, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> we are wearing suits, but this body will rot. We look elegant, but this body will rot. But I'm glad within the body there is something that will never rot. And that is the soul of man. And that's what's more important than anything else. Now it says, it's no good. Your flesh, there is nothing good about your flesh. Therefore, in the new birth, in the resurrection, when you are brought forth again, in a new body, if you are a believer, it will be God's creative power That will speak like he did to Adam, and you will come forth. I hope we are together here. Let's carry on. He says, Job said, I will have a desire. He will speak, and I will answer him. Now, the body is what you look at. The spirit is what controls you. Your soul is the motive of the spirit or the nature of that spirit. So you have the body, you have the spirit, then you have the soul. And the soul is the nature of your spirit. And your spirit is what controls you. Are you with me? Then it says, the soul that sinneth, that soul shall die. Some people are dead before they die. And some people are alive when they are dead. 
I hope we are together here. Some are alive but yet dead. And some in the midst of death, they are alive. It depends where the focus... If you refer to life and say, I have life, and you refer to this beast, then you don't know what life is. Then it says, you are born in the world with a sinful soul. That is, the nature of your spirit is sinful. You long for the things of the world. Then the Holy Ghost comes down and baptizes you and changes the nature of that spirit. Then the nature that's left on you is of heaven. Then you profess that you are a pilgrim and a stranger. Then you are born from above. You are from above. You are a candidate of heaven. You are a new creature in Jesus Christ. With the same body, with the same spirit, only it's changed. You are or your nature of the spirit is changed from unrighteousness to righteousness. That's a soul, body, and spirit. Do you catch it, folks? For you to be a candidate of heaven, you've got to be born again. For you to be a candidate of heaven, you've got to be a new creature. Hallelujah. That means the nature of your spirit has got to change. That means even your sinful uh, uh, soul has got to change. You are not going to go, you know, God doesn't specialize with almost. You will not go to heaven because God says, you almost know. Either you are that or you are not. Either you are a believer or you are not a believer. Hallelujah. And heaven is only for believers. I, I say I've heard many times where people would want to make it seem this drunkard, this person that lived however way, they've gone to heaven. And many times I say, no matter the speeches, the speeches will never bring a person into heaven. What brings into heaven, you must be born again. Are you still with me? But here is the greatest tragedy. Even when they bury a person that is an unbeliever, the relatives know in their hearts of hearts that we are not sure he's gone to heaven. We can only wish that he's there. But how much more when you were a message believer? Attended convention services and you have been in church and you die and we come and sing message songs. We come and quote message codes. We come and preach message sermons. But as we are doing that, you have not made it. I want you to pause and think about that for a moment. We are at your home. Pastors are there. Believers are there. The program is a message program. Songs are message songs. Sermons are message songs. Uh, sermons. You have gone, but you have not reached where we think you have gone. The Jehovah or the seven Adventists, they don't believe there is consciousness, consciousness after death. There is consciousness. You will remember the services. You will remember the sermons. You will remember the tapes that you listen to. 
The memory will be there. But it will be too late. You have left the body. Question and answers. Paragraph 22. Or maybe before we go there, brother. You know, Brother Brennan paid a tribute to Sister Bell. Brother Matabe spoke about how we had, how tributes were being paid for Brother Lerodi. And I've had tributes being paid for believe, unbelievers, renowned believers. And how hollow those tributes are for unbelievers. But let us listen to, before I get here, Brother Bram speaks of Sister Bell in the message expressions, paragraph 51. Sister Bell, as we knew her here at the tabernacle, a lovely, sainted Christian woman. She made her expressions too. She made known her feeling about God. As I heard the obituary read a while ago, even Brother Jim married her, I suppose, down in tennis. She made her decision. She made her expressions. So it's the testimonies. And as far as I know, from that day since, has never ceased to make that expression. Maybe today, as over the corridors of heaven, somewhere yonder in the eternal realms of glory, walking the streets of God, still expressing it beyond these shadows of mortal realm, she still expresses it. Sister Belle, as we know her, was not ashamed of her testimony. Not one time was there any blushing of her testimony. Not one time she was reluctant to say something. She expressed it, and she wasn't ashamed. How I've seen her stand back there with her hands in the air and the tears running down her cheeks. See her standing here on this pulpit and sing songs that would make the whole church go into a scream of a land be, be way beyond here. She wasn't ashamed. She gave expressions everywhere. Every neighbor, every church, Everywhere she was affiliated, she made herself known. Expressed what she thought about God was her life. All that she could be, she expressed what she was in Christ Jesus, a newborn creature. She was a lovely friend to my dear old mother that climbed the same steps a few weeks ago. Today they are together. I'm giving you a taste of a tribute that is being said by a believer. And my question would be, what would be said about you? He says, what a wonderful thing it is to see the expressions, how God does. Her letter, Sister Belle, every time I would come home, Billy, my son would bring me a group of letters Telephone calls constantly from Sister Bell. Pray for this one. Pray for that one. That, what was he doing? To me, that's her expression. 
her making known what was on the inside of her. A burden for her fellow men. A burden for her children. A burden for everyone that was around her and every sick person. Do you hear what we are talking about? Does it mirror what Brother Mutlak was speaking about, Brother Lord? It mirrors exactly the same thing. Folks, it depends what is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I hope we are together this morning. Let's take out that one, my brother. And bring the next quotation. Amen. My thing disappeared here. Bear with me. It says, question and answers, paragraph 22. It says, then that picture, this is, the, this is the negative. The negative part of life is where you are living now. This, as you are looking around, is the negative. And it says, and if anything, if there is a negative, there's got to be a positive before there can be a negative. Therefore, if this is the negative, there's got to be a positive somewhere. This ain't the real thing. This life ain't the real thing. This is just the negative. This is only a foreshadow of the real thing that is to come. Do you have it? Do you catch it? Hallelujah. Let's carry on, my brother. He says, so I don't care what they would do with you. They cannot destroy that profile, that picture in God's great gallery up there. That picture is not just a picture from a camera. It's your theophany. Now, you were expressed in this negative form, but before there is a negative, there is a positive. Before there was this body, there was another body. Before there was this life, there was another life. And when this life is dissolved, you are going back to the original life. Are you still with me, brethren? Now, you say, I don't care what they will do with you. They cannot destroy that profile. That picture in God's great gallery up there, it cannot destroy it. It's in heaven. You could, you could burn it up, feed it to the lions, do it any way you want. It will come forth again just as sure as this choose is for. Just as sure as God spoke it, it will come forth. What does it mean? When you are a believer, they can throw you into the fire, but that body is going to come up. Yes. You can drown in the sea, that body is going to come up. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be run over by a vehicle, that body is going to come up. Yes. So that means even this body, although it is in the negative, but at the day of the resurrection, irrespective of where it is, God will call those 16 elements back together. Amen. Are you still with me, brethren? Yes. This gives me some goosebumps. Now he says, now this. No, the bride doesn't have to be in a certain place, meaning we don't have to be in Jeffersonville, all of us. Many of them will be in the dust of the earth. They will be around the earth. 
They will be frozen in the snow in the north and dust of the tropical jungles, this is Africa, and all around the world. But when the trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall arise and come out of the dust of the earth, no matter where they are. Now in this, the resurrection will be a universal thing. Everywhere, every creature on the ball of the earth that's in Christ will come forth. With him when he comes, no matter where they are. You could drown in the middle of an ocean, you're going to come back. Come on church, are you here? There There is a blessed assurance for a believer. But there is no blessed assurance for an unbeliever. But for a believer, there is a blessed assurance. Brother, when they say, lower than down the casket, I'm as certain as I can be, as two plus two is four, that you will come back. But you need to check, there must be the resurrection power within you. Hallelujah. When they come and say dust to dust, ashes to ashes, but you inside, there must have been the power of the resurrection. Oh, brethren, I remember Lazarus. Buried four days later. But Jesus says so unto the disciples, let us go unto Lazarus. Let us go unto Lazarus. He was not referring to Lazarus in the grave only. He was referring because Lazarus had, le- had left the grave. But four days later, the creator stood before the tomb and said, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, who had left the body for four days, and the body, the body was already in a state of decay. But Lazarus had the power of the resurrection. And when the creator spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus sprang forth. Where was Lazarus? Lazarus was in another dimension. There was Lazarus in the body in the grave. But there was Lazarus not in the body. That was not in the grave. Lord, we really thank God. Are you still with me? He comes. He says, just think of the arena in the days of the early mightiest that when those Christians were thrown into the lion's den and those lions, they killed the Christians and eat up their bodies, yet they were scattered their bodies was in the wastage of the lion across the face of the earth. No matter where it is, you are made of a substance that, that's unseen, made material. God will give that substance back. Even when you are devoured by the lions, but you're going to come back. Hallelujah. Let's get on. Then he comes, he says, now, in other words, when you become a young man or a young woman, like God takes a picture of you, no matter how old and wrinkled, how disfigured, whatever it will be, that will win right on down through, that body may be destroyed, disfigured, burned, eaten up by lions, whatever it is, but it was made up of gases. 16 elements of the earth. That was calcium, potash, and petroleum, and cosmic light, and so forth. All goes together to make up the body. 
Now no matter, that's that. The whole earth is filled with that. Are you with me? Then it says, but now, this picture is the main thing. Then in the resurrection, those gases and acids and things comes right back into the place and develops this picture again. You know, you are not different from your theophany. I say you are not different from your theophany. And your theophany is not another being. You look exactly like your theophany. But your theophany is perfect. This body may have been disfigured, maybe because of lifestyle conditions, but your theophany is perfect. And uh, Brother Bram say, at the point of death, you are being developed back to, into the original. That's why you return back to become a young man and a young woman again. There is no old person in heaven. We are all young. And what will bring you to that land? The message of the hour. What will bring you to that land? The weight in you will bring you to that land. Then it says, now this picture was not taken when you were 16 or 18 or 20 years old at your best. When was it taken? Before there was the foundation of the world. Folks, as days go by, no matter even if you bath, you begin to see changes. Hallelujah. Your hair is beginning to turn gray. Hallelujah. Back pain begins to develop. Sometimes it's not because you're not exercising. It's because the body is giving signals that you're not here forever. Hallelujah. One moment you go to bed healthy, you wake up, there is pain on your neck. What is happening? Things that you used to not experience as a young person, now you are experiencing them. What is happening? It tells you that this body is about to fade away at some point in time. But here is something. Paul says, when the outward man perishes, then inward man is being renewed daily. As you age outside, you become younger on the inside. He says, now this picture was not taken when you were 16 or 18 or 20 years old at your best. When was it taken? Before there was a foundation of the world. It was put in God's great file. And then the only thing it did was featured itself here for you to make your choice. Then you become a servant of God. Him, for knowing it, makes him a redeemer as we've been through it. Are you still with me? Somewhere where I'm going. Now, when we come to church, I said there is a purpose. There is a purpose why you are here. And Brother Brunman is going to tell you here. Question and answers, paragraph 249. He says, so potentially, it's here. What is it? The way it promised before the foundation of the world around the, this only reflects the negative. That will reflect the positive, the weight. The translation of the bride will be the same thing. The weight that's in you, the body, will materialize around that weight. The same thing did by Sarah. What does it mean? When you come to church and ministers are preaching, there is something building up within you. And every time you listen to the tape, there is something building up within you. What is happening? 
And Brother Bram say, from the weight that is within you, a body will materialize. Now, what is happening at the point of death? Brother Brennan, actually, before I get to the, he says, when a woman is pregnant, no matter how vile she may be, but he says in the latter stages of her pregnancy, she becomes kind. He says the reason she becomes kind is because there is now another angel close by. He says there is another body that is ready to receive this body as soon as it drops. A spirit. Are you still with me? Then Brother Brown says, as soon as the body, he says, when the baby is in the mother's belly, he says there is no life. It's just the jerking of the muscles. But he says, as soon as the baby is born, that's why they spank the baby. What is happening is because at that point, of, uh, point in time, there is, there is now in the maternity ward, there is now nervousness. The baby is here, but the doctors cannot take the process further. The process now needs a supernatural intervention. Unless there is a supernatural intervention, then the baby becomes a stillborn. I don't care how long she has been kicking in the belly, but as soon as she is born, they've got to spank her, and they are waiting, and they are anxious, and the baby has got to scream. Brother Bram says, right there, God breathes into the baby, then the baby becomes a living soul. Are you still with me? What is happening there is because the baby, the baby has arrived, but there's some life that must come into the baby. There is another being that must come into the baby. Then as the baby grows, becomes a living soul, as she grows and grows, later on, at the point of death, as it happened at the point of birth, at the point of death, then there is another body that comes around your body. And while well, the vital signs are beginning to show that the death process has begun, your blood circulation becomes lower, your oxygen levels drop, your high blood pressure drops, your breathing becomes difficult, your mouth goes dry. What is happening? The process of death has taken place now. This body is beginning to, is beginning to fade away. At that point... Even believers in the message have seen other beings in the room. When Brother Bosworth arrived at that point, he stood up and began to shake hands. God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. The people that were there did not see what he was seeing. What's happening? He was at the transition point. Oh, God bless you. I remember the meetings 30 years ago. Good to see you, sister, mentioning the names of people that have long died. Now, the medical profession, because they don't understand, they will say it's a hallucination. It's not a hallucination. This person is venturing into the unseen world. And after it was done, he came back onto his bed. Then he passed away peacefully. Why? There was a body. Waiting to receive him. When you die, you don't fly to heaven. Yes, we can sing, I will fly someday, but you don't fly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Right at that moment where the doctor says, two o'clock, we've done everything that we, have, we could do. At that point, you are in another body. 
And if God is gracious enough, you look at your old carcass that is lying there on the bed. You look at the doctors shaking their hands. And at that point, you will never have the desire to return back to the old carcass because now you have reached perfection. Are you still with me, church? It is at that moment where you begin. Brother Bram say, I looked at my old carcass. It was laying there next to my wife. Then I began to move on. And as I'm moving on, I saw people coming to me. Our precious brother Brenham. And say, sisters came hugging me. There are no feelings on the other side. And it says, there is no tomorrow. There's no yesterday. There is no old age. There is no sickness. Hallelujah. He said, I don't even have the word to describe the place. He said, it is sublime. But when he's looking there, do you know Brother Bram even refused to come? And God said, but your ministry is not done. Brother Bram said, where I am, I'm not going back. I have reached my destination. There's coming a time where believers in this church will reach those heights where you look at your old carcass and say, I am done. I don't want to go back there anymore. And he looked at himself. He had become a young man. And right there he looked. Then his wife, uh, Hope, came. And hugged her. And said, Hope turned around and hugged another sister. And my daughter came. He says, Hallelujah. At that moment, Brother Bram realized what it means when he said, Friends, there is a land beyond the river. Are you still with me, folks? And say, Lord, I want to see Jesus. They say, He is just a step higher. That means the seventh dimension. He said, but one day he will return and he will judge you and judge you with your group and say, will Paul be judged? He said, yes. And right there, Brother Brown said, I had those thousands and thousands of people say, we are resting on that. And this morning I say, we are resting on this. What is this? The revealed weight of the hour. When you come to church, power is being built within you. And that power will produce a body. Oh, when this earthly tabernacle is dissolved. I have another one. Brother Andrew, if you are here in South Africa, you you don't care where you stay. But at home in Zimbabwe, you've got a house. Uh, Hallelujah. Here you don't care. Hallelujah. If there is a crack where you stay, you just say, will it be fixed or do I move next door? But at home, you've got a house. And if they want to chase you away, you are not worried. Because you are a pilgrim and a stranger. But you have a home where you are going to. Oh, church of the living God. I don't care what this body goes through. I don't care whether it has high blood pressure. I don't care whether it's got schizophrenia. I don't care what it has. But brother, when this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, when it is disintegrating, there is another body 
that shall never be sick. There is another body that shall never be old. There is another body that just shall never touch. And I am heaven bound this morning. Hallelujah. That's why we are here in church as a preparation. One day I will fly away. But when, brother, when you hear that I'm gone, don't be sorrowful. Yes. Gather together and sing only believe. Yes. Brother, what do you say? When you hear that I'm gone, just gather and sing me this song. And he asked them to sing a song that he liked. Brother, and a believer does not die. I say a believer does not die. Hallelujah. A believer leaves the body, but is a living being wherever they go. I can imagine when people are busy planning funeral and having headache, you are rejoicing. On the other side, you say, where is Brother Brenham? God bless you, Brother Brenham. I've heard what you have preached. I come from the jungles of Africa. I am the product of your own message. Hallelujah. Whereas other believers, you begin to greet them one by one. Greet them one by one. My greatest desire. I'm not preaching you to be a better person tomorrow. I'm not preaching you to be a better person. I want you to arrive there. I want you to arrive there. I want you to defy death. And say, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting grave? Where is thy victory? And you have turned back into a young man. And a young woman I came. We are not afraid of death. Actually, death is a ministry of reconciliation. I said death is a ministry of reconciliation. Going back to our original form. Being developed from a flesh form to the white form. From mortality into immortality. Hallelujah. Brahmagat. You see them cleaning funeral, having headache. How am I going to get their bo- his body to Zimbabwe? You're not worried today. Actually, you even say, if they only knew, they can just throw it into the sea. I will pick it up one day. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you are on that other side, you value nothing of this life. Oh, I'm waiting for that time. Are you afraid of death? Then you are not a believer. A believer is not afraid. It's a change of a dwelling place. Some of you said this. There are others if you speak about that. But not a believer. A believer can even plan their funeral program. Say, when you hear I'm gone, I want these things to be done. Hallelujah. I can leave the message behind for my children. Mommy has made it. Daddy has made it. Remain in the faith because this faith delivers you to your destination. Uh, No wonder Job said, even if the worms can destroy this body, but in yet in my flesh I shall see my Savior. 
Meritima liveth. Amen. Brother Bradham says, the God of this evil age, paragraph 183, he says, I'm getting to be an old man and my days begin to fade out. My eyesight begins to get dim. My little flame of life begins to bend low. I don't fear the darkness, for I want to say this with Paul. I know him in the power of his resurrection. No matter where they bury me, if I drown in the sea or burn in a furnace or eaten up by a lion, he will call my name and I will speak. Isn't that blessed assurance, folks? Then what are you afraid of? You see, Jesus, Jesus was a body, spirit, and soul. And at the point of death, something happened. He says, in the ever-present water from the rock. He says, Jesus, when he was here on earth, when he died, listen, his soul descended into hell. And he preached to the spirits that were in prison. Their souls in prison. You know, one brother asked me a question. Why did Peter call them spirits in prison? And why did Brother Bram call them souls in prison? Peter lived during a partial realization. Brother Branham lived during a complete realization. That's why he can come and tell you, greater works shall you do. He said it doesn't mean it will be greater works. It means it will be more. In my father's house, there are many mansions. He explains to you what a mansion within a house means. Because we are in under a complete realization. He preached to those souls in prison that repented not in the long suffering of the days of Noah. His body went into the grave. But before he died, he commended his spirit into the hands of God. His spirit went to God. His soul went to hell. His body went into the grave. Listen to that. The soul went to hell. The spirit went to God. The body went into the grave. Then they said, he's gone. The soul, maybe let's dramatize it here as he did. You know, Brother Bram says it was two o'clock on Saturday. He says it was two o'clock on Saturday morning when Jesus reached paradise. Because he did not go to paradise directly. He first went into hell. 
Are you not loving this prophet that would even know the time? Let's dramatize it. When he dies on the cross, there were two thieves. One on the right hand side, one on the left hand side. The other one said, hey, Chief, had it not been of you, we would still be alive. You, one of the male factors said, You, because of you, we are in trouble. But the other one looked at him and looked again, but no longer with a natural sight, with a supernatural one. And say, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus says, today, you will be with me. You will be with me, we? The man that was now subject to death, dying without hope, dying without help, an unchurched person, and an unbaptized person, person that did not even know the scripture, but just a statement, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingdom. Today, you will be with me in paradise. You know what happened? Jesus did not go to paradise. Jesus went to hell. The thief did not go to hell. The thief went to heaven. Can you imagine, folks? Brother Branham says, dramatizes, there must have been a knock. And Abraham must have said, who's there? And the thief must say, it's me, the thief. <laughs> they must have looked at each other. The thief here, wrong address. They opened for him. I said, brother, what are you doing here? Because you are a thief. He said, you don't know. I was dying on the cross. Without hope, without help. But there was somebody on the cross. I looked at him while he was bound on the cross, but I did not see the nails that nailed him on the cross. I saw what was on the inside of him. And I said, remember me, Lord, when you come in your kingdom. He told me I will be here. Right there, it clicked it to them that, no, we know what you are talking about. Brother Bram said it started a testimony meeting in hell. Abraham said, I remember when he came and said, I shall have a promised son. This is the promised son that he was speaking about. Amen. Oh, brother, right there. Daniel said, no, it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's now my time to testify. He was the rock. He was the stone that was hewed out of the mountain without hands. Hallelujah. Why? He was the rock of ages. And right there, Hezekiah said, wait a minute. I saw him as a wheel in the middle of the wheel. As I said, wait a minute. When I say a vision shall conceive, I was referring to that. Oh, Job says my time. I was on the hedge heap with no hope. And the worms were destroying my flesh. And I screamed and I said, even though the skin worms can destroy my skin, but yet in my flesh I shall see my Lord. I know my Redeemer liveth. That's my Redeemer. And in no time he came and said, I'm migrating you. The Bible says the graves of the Old Testament saints were opened. Where? 
Folks were? And the saints walked in the streets of? Brother Abraham said, Abraham and Sarah were walking together. And he said, Abraham was showing Sarah where he met Melchizedek. And it says they were walking. They realized that they were being watched. They disappeared. But Brother Brennan later come. He said, at the time of resurrection, unbelievers can never see the resurrected saints. It will take resurrected saints to see, or it will take the living saints to see the resurrected saints. Ah, brother, what does it mean? There's coming a time. There's coming a time. Hallelujah. You will be in a text, Brother Mafagas. Brother Bram said, according to the order of the resurrection, it will, you will not recognize the people that lived during the time of Paul because you didn't live during that time. But he said, you will recognize people that lived during your time. Yes, you will be in a text. Hallelujah. Oh. And as you are in a text, you look, and somebody is back going past. You look and say, but that's, that's Brother Chesa. And you are screaming in the hallelujah. <laughs> what is happening right there? Something is taking place right there. Brother, one day you will be at the time and say, oh, you just see this old man. But it will keep Brother Muruban. Hallelujah. And right there it will click. Phone calls will be flying. Brother, I saw Brother Chisa. Brother, I saw Brother Tutani. Brother, I saw Brother Muruwani. Hallelujah. The saints would have left the grave. And they will walk into the streets. At that time, Brother Brennan said, the love of God will be bubbling within our hearts. We will know it's a matter of time. 40 days won't go by. Within 30 to 40, we are leaving. Hallelujah. We are taking our last flight. And we will leave and it will be a total secret. But before it happens, God will close the churches. God will, as he did during the lockdown, we will be at home and not allowed to meet. But Brother Bram says during that time, the love of the third pool that you have seen temporarily displayed will be displayed on a greater space. What does it mean? Little fish, I give you back your life. Squirrel, let there be squirrel. That time when the economy is closed, you will speak your lunch on the table. Are you here, church? Do you believe what I'm talking about? The power of the spoken way. The love of God will be bubbling. Tell the children, it's a matter of time. During that time, God has got a way. You remember when they came, the, was it the Syrians, when they came to look for Elijah? And he blinded them. During that time, God will release blindness upon the nations where they will not see what is going on. And when believers disappear, get translated, my jacket won't remain in the street. It will just turn back to atoms and molecules. My shoes will just turn back into atoms and molecules. And I will be translated. 
there will not be shoes in the streets or clothes in the street. No, it will be a total. Brother Fred, he will be driving <laughs> and say to the passengers, hey, excuse me, let me pull over. There is something that I want to do and then you will just disappear and the text will still be full of them and others will say, hey, he is dirty, run away. There will always be excuses. And we will, hey, you will be in a meeting. And while the meeting is taking place, you say, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom. And you never return. Your MD say, where is she? Where is he? You are gone. There's coming a time as Enoch walked with God. You know, Enoch walked with God. As he was walking, one day there came a time where the walking never took place here. He ascended higher. There's coming a time. You will be walking and you will be no more. <laughs> Last step in time, first step in eternity. Why are we in church? For that preparation. I'm here for that preparation. Folks, hear me and hear me very well. I have met this message when I was nine years. I believed this message when I was 12. I started preaching this message when I was 14. I've been preaching this message almost 30 years later. You cannot tell me I can miss the rapture. No, 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 no. I missed the pleasures of my youth. I say I miss the pleasures of my youth. I miss the pleasures of middle age. I sacrificed to become a message believer. I will never miss the rapture call. No, 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 no. If it's only two people that are going in the rapture, me, I'm going, folks. It is non-negotiable. I am going. Imagine, that could have been rich, steely. Rich. But we turn our blind and say we are believers. After I miss the rapture. Oh, no. God, we are going. Me, I consider compulsory. Me, I'm going into the rapture, folks. I am going into the rapture. I'm not here to say maybe that day. I don't operate on maybe. If rapture is being spoken, I'm included. But for you to say that you must live the life. Folks, you must live. You must live the life. You must be a believer at all material times. Let me put it this way. I'm just giving an example. 30th of April, 6 o'clock in the morning, the rapture takes place. Believers are born. You remain. You remain. They spend three and a half years at the wedding supper. They return back the battle of the Amahagedon, the earth is purified, they spend a millennium year, 1,000 years here. They come at the day of 
judgment. Believers are there with the Lord. You appear before them as an unbeliever. He said, but this brother used to preach for us. This sister used to sing for us. You are not in a new body because you are going to be judged in the body that you sin in. They are in, the, in their glorified bodies. You are still in your mortal body. God runs a magnetic tape that shows, you know, the Bible says, even the unjust, even the believers, Unbelievers will say, God has judged justly. We know what's happening. Brother Ben says, God will run. And that big magnetic tape will roll. Every thought that you ever thought, every act that you ever committed, will play on the screen. You're watching, believers are watching. Some of you it will show. The day of church, you didn't even wake up at home. And believers are saying, he sang for us, but last night, it's running. The shame that you will feel, the looking down. That's why you walk away. And so whatever is meted out to me, let it be. Then you have others. They were not believers. They were unbelievers. It's just a person that found you by the side of the road when everybody was passing by. And they helped you with a jack and helped you to change the tire. At the day of judgment, you see them. You say, I remember this man. He once helped me. Another one says, I remember this one helped me. And Jesus says, as you have done to the little ones, you have done unto me. Then he will separate the sheep. He will separate the sheep uh, uh, as the sheep, not the sheep. He will separate as the sheep are separated from, they are not the sheep. The sheep is the bride. As the sheep is separated from the ghost. Brother Bram says, these are the people that did good works unconsciously. Unconsciously. They will be part of the new city. They will not stay in the new city. They will come in and leave just to come and serve the bride of Jesus Christ. But imagine, imagine, at the day of judgment. But Lord, I preach in your name. Depart from me, you doers of iniquity. Lord, I was in the message. I went to church. Depart. Can you, can you imagine? Why am I saying that, folks, when we come to church, we determine our eternal destination. 
Then Jesus, the soul went to hell. The spirit went back to God who gave it. The body went into the grave. That's exactly what happens with you. At the point of death, your soul either goes to the fourth dimension, to the fifth dimension, or sixth dimension, depending on who you are. Your spirit goes back to God who gave it. Your body goes into the grave. Your triune is broken. It's split. At the day of resurrection, God releases the spirit. The spirit picks up the soul. The soul comes to pick up the body. Then you will become a resurrected saint. And you will have a new body. But hear me and hear me very well. Unbelievers do not have a theophany. If they had theophany, they would believe. Unbelievers do not have theophany. The Bible says when the books were opened at the judgment day, I saw small ones and great ones. Isn't so? There is no small theophany. But at the judgment, I say I saw small ones and big ones. But Abim says you will be judged in the body that you have used to, to sin in. But we, believers, Theophany, when Theophany meets the terrestrial, becomes a glorified. Jesus demonstrated that cycle after the resurrection. They wanted to touch him. He says, don't touch me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. That body could not eat. But after a few days, he walks through the wall and says, where is fish? Come and touch me. What happened? He was able to eat because now he was a glorified boy. When you die and you go on the other side, you don't eat. That body does not eat, does not sleep. But after the resurrection, when the terrestrial meets the theophany, then you become a glorified, then you can eat. That's why we're going to eat. Hallelujah. In the millennium, we're going to... I hope we are together here. In the new city, we're going to eat. There will be a tree that gives fruits, different fruits for 12 months. We're going to eat. But after the, the death, you don't eat. As we're speaking right now, Brother Branham doesn't eat. Sister Hope, they don't eat. Believers don't eat. They are just there singing. There's not even a preaching taking place. They are just there singing. Testimonies. Brother, you remember those meetings, Brother Bosworth, in South Africa, and they fellowship. Oh, Sister Hope, you remember they're having fellowship. This is what I want to close in. Sister Hope dies. Brother Branham is next to his bed. Sister Hope, after a while, returns. I say, Brother Bill, do you remember there was a time when I sent you to go and buy me the pentos? And Brother Bren bought the wrong brand because he thought it was a bargain. And Sister Hope took the, those pentos, gave them to his mother. Ne? Says, when I did that, 
I was wrong. Forgive me. If Brother Branham's wife could not cross over because of a matter of penthouse and had to come and fix it, why do we think we will cross over with so much? I'm closing, folks. At some point in time, the rope of flesh will drop. I don't know when. I don't know how. But when it does, be sure that you are right. Be sure that you... Be sure that you are right and you are prayed up so that you reach your destination. May God be merciful to us. May God be merciful to us. As we close, let's stand up. land, oh sweet Beulah land. I'm kind of homesick for a country to wish. Isn't this world full of hatred? Hmm? Where human beings can ban a human being. Humans have lost a sense of humanity. There's an old lady, Gogo Matlang, where a young boy had robbed her and punched her in her face. How, how do you punch an 88-year-old woman as a young boy? It tells you hell is upon the face of the earth. But I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. He wrote it without understanding, but now we know we've been there. No said goodbyes will there be spoken. Time won't matter anymore. Oh, Beulah land. Sweet Beulah land. There's two versions. After this, we're going to sing another version of Beulah Land. Me, I'm looking forward to that time, folks. Where there is no yesterday, where there is no tomorrow, where there is no heartache, where there is no headache, where there is no old age. Just in the brilliancy of your youth.
What a day that shall be. What a day that shall be. There's coming a coming a day when
don't know whether you'll be able to sing this for us. Shall we gather at the river? Shall we gather at the river? There's a brother that wants to be baptized. Uh, his name is Brother is it Isaac? Israel. Israel. Brother Israel. God bless you, my brother. The brothers will if you can just wave your hand. just saw us on the website, listened, and said, I want to go there and be baptized. When one soul comes in, what does heaven do? And when one soul comes in, what do we do? Hallelujah. We are happy for you, my brother. Join us on this great battle. He speaks French. Amen. Shall we gather at the river where bright angel feet have trod with his crystal tide forever flowing from the throne of God?
in the sweet by and by. How many would want to meet at that river? Hey, we are looking forward to that day. In the sweet by, there is a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it afar for the Father waits over the way to prepare a dwelling place there. And when it comes, sister, but it will change it into a suit. Some point in time, we'll do a change down. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see the
just bow it and our eyes close. Let's just sing softly. I feel the pull. Brother Ezekiel Shimeza will close the service with a word of prayer for us. There's a testimony, Brother Shimeza. Give me a testimony here. You know, sometimes when you pray, God will bless the works of your hands. There was a time on the farm where there was a high mortality on the chickens that they farm. And then he prayed, and some brothers went there, had a prayer. I was there even some point in time. Now, that farm is the best in the country in terms of the chicken farming. And Brother Blasimo has been looking for a job because his job was somewhat affected during lockdown. Then he got a call from a company because he had a, a request for a job and we prayed. He went and when he got there, nervous about his level of preparation for an interview. But he was told by individuals that were interviewing him that this is not an interview. We just want to tell you that we know you can do the job. So just wait for an offer from us. He's waiting for that offer. My desire, let it be something that will exceed even his wildest imagination. And for everyone that has got to the request in the building, God hears your request. God sees your heart and God sees what you need from your heart. And may he meet you at your point of need. I feel the pull with our eyes closed, our heads bowed, and the brother will lead us in prayer.
mighty Jehovah, we want to thank you for the service. Mighty Jehovah, we have witnessed the alignment of our souls. Yes. We thank you for the alignment of our theophanies. Mm, thank you, Father. We were measuring on the minor, oh my God. Mm. But we have come to a realization, oh God, exactly. that there is a precious place. There is Beulah land. Yes. There is a place where we shall sorrow no more, oh God. Oh, mighty Jehovah, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for giving us the appetite to look above, oh God. You have enabled us, oh God, to forget about this earthly status which is demonic, oh God. Mm. And to remember the purpose of the ministry, oh God. Hallelujah. It is to align us with our theophany, oh God. We say, let thy will be done now, oh God. We thank you, Father God, because we are living in a corrupt world, oh God. Journalism is corrupt. Yes. The morals of the people are corrupt. Hallelujah. Leadership is corrupt. Exactly. We are homesick, oh God, yes. for that country, oh God, the Beulah land. Thank you for using your servant in this mighty mm. way, almighty oh Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. As we ask for thy will to be done on earth, align us again with that Genesis 1.26 man, oh God, so that we can foretaste the country that is coming, mighty God. Mm. When sugar diabetes can depart from the Hallelujah. people this morning, when all the sickness can depart from the people, oh God, all the matters that are bothering your children and giving them burden and crying, oh God. Mm. We are speaking, Lord, the divine intervention in that case. Let it be so far. As we are living under thy divine providence, oh God, may you provide to them that are looking for the jobs. Let it be so. Them that are waiting for their jobs, oh God, may they that job start to seek them now, oh yes. God. Yes, let it be so far. We are not going to seek for things because your word says, seek first the kingdom of God. Then the All these things shall be added Hallelujah. to you, oh God. So may those things start to seek us this morning time, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the health start to come to the believers, oh God. <laughs> we know, oh God, we are not looking for these earthly things, oh God. But where it is needed so that your children cannot be beggars, cannot drown in credits and debts, oh God, may you come and give it to them, oh Lord Jesus Let it be so, Father. We are the Epsos that are read of all men, oh God. They cannot read the Epsos of poverty upon us, oh God, and admire thee. That's why we are asking for the divine intervention in every area of your believer, oh God. When we leave this country, when we leave this world, we want the people to say they were a people yes. that were true to their God. And their God was true to them, oh God. That is our desire this afternoon, oh God. As we are going to live, mighty God, we want to be a salty, salty people so that the people can be at thirsty of this God and say we also want to be baptized we also want to receive the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. we also want to be adopted 
We also want to be in perfection. Almighty Jesus Christ, we are those episodes, oh God. May you write a new letter upon our lives. As we always sing, mercy rewrote our lives, oh God. We want the people to read the letter that this God, there is no other God like him. He is the only God. The all other gods are nothing but idols. May you bless our pastor, oh God. May you bless the deacons and the trustees. May you bless the light, oh God. Everyone, oh God, may you meet him in, uh, or them at their point of need, oh God. May you bless all them fivefold ministers around the world, oh God. Strengthen them and protect them from all the evils of this world, oh God. We thank you and we give you honor and glory. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, my God, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Till we see you on Friday and pray for the weekend special meetings. And brothers that will minister here, may it be a blessing. It's a blessed lineup. Amen. Let's just sing a song. Have a blessed week. Shalom. Yes. God bless you, sir.